Blog Talk Radio. Broadcasting from a secret underground bunker, deep behind enemy lines, one of the last few voices of reason is on. This is the A.J. Bruno Show. On now. Hey everyone, uh, it's the A.J. Bruno Show. Good to be back. Uh, thank you for listening, as always. Uh, a lot of things to discuss uh, in our program today during the hour that we have. Thanks um, for tuning in. Uh, in the memo, I want to touch on the this whole uh, AI mess. Let's talk about that a little bit in depth before we move on to some other issues. And as always, I will uh, take your calls a little bit later in the program. Um, Oh, we, we're going to have some changes as well. Uh, hope uh, hope you like it. And, you know, I'll mention this now. I'll mention this later in the show, too. We're going to be moving to a regular broadcast. I know it gets a little confusing with the times. I wasn't feeling well. I had to cancel the episode last Wednesday. Uh, I couldn't really talk otherwise. I, of course, would have because some things have to be said, and we want to say them in this program. So starting on Tuesday, we're going to be moving to uh, – on weekdays, 10 to 12 p.m. Eastern, I'll be on. And on Sunday, 5 to 7 Eastern. So I'll stay with this format while I'm at school. While I'm at home, maybe not as much. Only so much one can use their voice. But uh, uh, the libs won't shut me up, by the way. Anyway, let's, uh, <clears throat> let's talk about this whole AIG mess first. You know, I love how Obama and his cronies try and spin this. There are multiple guilty parties, and he and his administration are certainly among them. And they try and uh, play it off like, oh, they're, they're not guilty of anything, which is completely not true. Uh, Chris Dudd, who has no business being in the U.S. Senate, a man is a disgrace, certainly one of the most corrupt and vile members of that body, who has no, <clears throat> who has no business being there, and so first he denied putting this provision, this amendment, into, the, into that whole uh, bailout mess. Um, then finally admitted to it, but said that the Treasury Department forced him to do it. Well, maybe Geithner and the Treasury Department and Obama and Dot uh, and uh, Chris Dudd, and I didn't say that's wrong. That should be his name because he's a dud. Um, maybe they should all put their lies straight. You know, maybe they, if they got their, they're not even good at spinning. They are good at spinning. They're not good at lying. These guys are horrible at lying. I mean, wow. You know, you think they could cover their tracks a little more, but apparently not. So they go out and they go out and, you know, he he has his press conference and whatever, talking about that. Um, And now they're saying, they want to tax these bonuses 90% to get most of the money back. One thing I, I heard Rush say this. I, I kind of disagree with this. He's saying how um, I, he was kind of defending these uh, these executives. I think all the parties are guilty. And this this is a this is a pure case of obviously political corruption, but you do have corporate greed as well because they're taking taxpayer money, paying out hundreds of thousands of dollars, millions of dollars to some of these guys. For doing what? You know, whatever happened in the days where you're actually uh, 
did well and delivered for the, uh, you know, your stockholders made everyone profit, and then you were rewarded for that. Instead, they're rewarding for losing everyone money and doing a horrible job. People shouldn't be rewarded for doing a lousy job. And it, it's, it's sad that they are. Obviously, this was the Democrats' fault, and this whole, and I've heard it described as a liberal, a left-wing mob. That's what it is. That's what the, that's what the Congress is right now. It's a left-wing mob. You know? <clears throat> These guys are all wackies. For uh, President Barack Hussein Obama's radical agenda, uh, or uh, can I not say Hussein? Uh, you know, Mark Levin's calling him uh, uh, Millhouse Obama because we can't say his middle name. It's, it's prejudice if we say it, but he can say it. That it's fine. Just another case of the double standards that the libs use. And I mean, wow, to think that people actually listen to them. I mean, think about this, folks. There's there's a 52% of the people in this country actually voted for this nonsense, thinking that, you know, they're going to change government. Uh, you know, as, as our great president said, uh, you know, we don't need uh, big government or small government. Oh, those are the arguments of the past. Uh, we need good government. Yeah, well, <laughs> um, okay, this isn't good government. Really, it's good government when you make the problem worse when you exert so much government influence, so much, this is basically socialist control over what we're working towards. And it's just making the problem worse. Does anyone in the right mind think this is a good thing? And I love to hear whether you agree with me or disagree with me, let me know. 347-308-8073 is the number, so feel free to call in. Let me know what you think. But I mean, really, folks, this is this is beyond disturbing. This is beyond unsettling. And they get a free pass on this stuff. It's it's sad. It is very sad. Another thing, I, who saw, I'm wondering if anyone we could talk about this stuff. Who saw the whole thing with uh, President Hussein on Jay Leno the other night? I mean, why? Well, First of all, it's not as funny as it used to be. I think people can agree on that. But whenever there's, there's always jokes about Bush or Cheney or uh, Palin or, uh, you know, take your pick, whatever. These are fair game Republicans, but we can't, in general, too, we, we, can't, we can't, you know, make fun of Obama. Well, it's not possible to make fun of him. He's perfect. How can we make fun of the Messiah? You know? That, that's just not possible. You can't possibly make it a, jo- you know, a joke to criticize someone for being so perfect. Oh, he's just wonderful. <laughs> I, I mean, they, what, what are the jokes they make towards him? Um, uh, you know, something about his, uh, his cabinet choices uh, not paying taxes. Okay, well, that's an indirect insult on other people. It's not, there's tons of things to make fun of him for. But, you know, that, that's crossing the line. You can't make fun of him for that. Uh, of course, he gets close to a free pass on uh, that little gaffe he made saying that uh, when he bowls, it's like the Special Olympics or something like that. If a Republican had said that, it'd be all over the place. And yeah, he gets criticized a little bit for it, but nowhere near what. And there's always a double standard like this. If a Republican or a conservative says something, 
it is played up ten times as much as when any Democrat or liberal says it. And you only hear about these things from a few news outlets who actually try and be fair and, you know, go back to, you know, whatever happened to reporting the news, you know, to reporting the news, not reporting your slanted view of the news. The whole point of it is to state the facts, what happened, and then let people make up their mind for themselves. But that doesn't happen anymore. Now you have guys like uh, Chris Matthews, who, you know, during the campaign, he says that he got a... Uh, he said he had a tickling uh, feeling up his leg or something stupid like that when Obama was speaking. I mean, oh, my God. That makes me more sick than this uh, crappy uh, spinach, chicken, artichoke hot pocket I had before, which if you, if you see it, don't buy it. it it's disgusting. But that's a good reference I can think of at the moment. Uh, anyway, let's get back to the, the whole thing with Jay. Um, so if you haven't seen it, he's on there for three segments or whatever. Of course, Kevin... Uh, where's his suit for the one time for him and, you know, whatever. Uh, so he's there, and he talks, he's throwing these softball questions. I mean, every question is a softball. Why don't you ask him the real questions? He's, like, sucking up to him. And he tries to say, you know, I'm, I'm in the middle, I see things both ways, blah, 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 blah. Well, okay, you want to ask some real questions instead of just asking him things that, you know, he didn't even need a teleprompter. Actually, he was stuttering with that because that's the only way he can have his wonderful speaking ability if it's prepared before him. But he could just go off with his talking points and, for the most part, stay out of trouble. For the most part. Um, so he throws in this softball economic question the whole time. And, you know, could he ask one remotely challenging question for him to grasp? You know, just one, maybe? Would that be too much to ask? No. And he goes off, asks him about uh, his basketball skills and his bracket and, and uh, whatever. I, I mean, you know, he's more focused on exerting this whole celebrity appearance. He acts like he's still campaigning. Like, unfortunately, you already won. Why don't you act like the president? Why don't you act like the commander-in-chief? The answer is simply because he isn't worthy or capable of that role. That's all he is, you know? The guy, the guy didn't deserve to be president in the first place. And this just proves it. This just proves it. You know, he, he should be, he should be helping, he should be getting out there trying to, you know, like uh, Coach K said, when he picked uh, the Tar Heels for the second year in a row. Um, <laughs> which that'll show how much he knows about basketball. Um, I'm thinking Louie, though, by the way, so we'll see what happens. But, um, you know, he said that he should focus on the economy rather than on his bracket and, uh, and the tournament. Like, really? Really? Nobody cares who your teams are. And not only that, but you're supposed to be the leader of the free world, not some hack celebrity which is what you apparently think you are. And I mean, wow. I mean, still the people, yeah, his popularity is declining slightly as more and more people realize what a major failure he is. Um, and, ah, someone, <laughs> I've got to mention one of my liberal listeners apparently. 
he thinks it's funny, which obviously being sarcastic, um, the guy doesn't deserve to be president. Question. No, he doesn't deserve to be president. Tell me, why don't you call in and tell me why he doesn't deserve to be president? 347-308-8073. And we've had a couple liberals in the shows we've had so far with the courage to call in and try and stand up. But most of them, and I know they're listening, most of them just don't have the courage to defend their convictions. You know, you know, that's the way they are. Um, and I, I love how you ever notice when you get we'll get sidetracked a little bit here because I found this a little bit funny. Um, you ever notice when you're in an argument with a liberal? I mean, you know how you win. You know how you know you want to argue with a liberal when they stopped debating you and started uh, telling you off, basically. You know, once they start. Uh, resorting to cursing at you and getting angry and losing their cool. That's when you know they pretty much admitted defeat. They won't tell you to your face they admitted defeat. But they did. But, yeah, I mean, we've talked, we've talked at length um, why he isn't, you know. And, and yeah, it, it's suspicious. It is very suspicious that he doesn't go out and say, you know, and, and prove this whole thing with this birth certificate, for instance. If, if you want, if you want to show that these people are just being ridiculous, and um, if you want to, if you want the public to realize that they're wrong, then just say, "Here's my birth certificate. I was born in this country," and they'll be quiet. It's it all does is raise suspicion. And it, to me, maybe he was born in Kenya or somewhere else. You know. I mean, the fact that someone could assume this position and not prove his citizenship in this country is beyond is beyond me. Um, but it's just it's uh, and yes, yes, I do love to criticize liberals. And why? Because pretty much all the time they're wrong, and they have no nothing to defend defend themselves with. It's simply the facts. You know, if the facts, the facts criticize um, the propaganda that liberals like to throw out there, well, I guess that's just the way it is. You know, we're not going to cover it up. Like I've said this before. I'm not going to say I, you know, I hope that uh, that uh, President Obama succeeds. You know, I hope he succeeds. By me saying I hope he succeeds, that's basically me wanting his policies to succeed. And I don't want his policies to succeed. Who would want who would want what he's doing to succeed? It's not going to. You know? It's not. In fact, in fact, you know, I, I, hopefully we wouldn't have to do this, but I've, I've even said before, and, and some people will call this extreme, but I look at it for life. If we leave ourselves so vulnerable to our enemies, like he's doing right now, if we leave ourselves so vulnerable, and let's say, God forbid, we're attacked by terrorists again, and, and if it's worse, if it's worse than 9-11, 
let's say it's some sort of nuclear weapon or biological or chemical agent, and instead of 3,000, it's 30,000 or 300,000. What then? Are they going to blame President Bush for that? Last time I checked, once America woke up after 9-11, and America clearly went back to sleep and tried to pretend that this doesn't exist, somehow our economic situation, which is the worst since the Carter years, not since the Great Depression. That's another thing he said. No, just look at, look at it on paper. For instance, the unemployment rate is what, 8% now, and it was 11% in the late 70s. Um, you know, he's trying to... That's only reason he won. I mean, yeah, problems are candidates. But that's the main reason. Because he was able to twist around the conversation and manipulate it. Manipulate it to fit his, uh, fit his agenda. And so, and I'm getting back to the point, maybe we will have to have some sort of secession. Because apparently there's 22 states who were a majority of the people voted for America and 28 states where a majority of the people voted against America. That's what I look at it. This man does not represent what America stands for. Why? Weakness against our enemies, uh, socialist policies, uh, murdering unborn children, uh, you know, further eroding at our economy, our society. That's not America. That's not the America that our founders established 230 years ago. And if, that, if that's the America we're going to live in, I don't know why I'm part of it. So if it ever came to that, let's preserve part of our country rather than lose it all. Let him, rather than let him wash it down to the annals of history. Because that's what will happen if he's not stopped somehow. That's what's going to happen. Hey, let me know what you think, whether you agree, disagree, what have you, 347-308-8073. Love to hear from you liberals especially, but do you agree with me? That's good too. Uh, we just love to see you and know, listen to human day. That's that's pretty much how it's been. Yeah. Especially for those of you listening who don't know me personally. Um, you know, growing up in this blue state, New Jersey. Um I went to school in Washington for a year and it's the same sort of people there. I mean yeah you got a couple you have some, you know, good conservatives, but that's mostly politicians or people who come there to work or certain organizations or whatnot. It's mostly the same type of people that are attracted there. And I think you can see that, uh, especially now, I don't know who would want to be down there, but all right, I've talked on and on for a while. Let me, let me take a call. Uh, let's see what we have here. Uh, we have a caller on. Hello. You're on uh, the AJ Bruno show. What's up? Who am I talking to? Uh, this is the host. This is the host. Well, hello, host. This is Diana Proud Texan. Oh, great. Thank you for calling in. Hi. I just uh, checked into your show. I have This is the first time that I've been here. I just uh, wanted to say, uh, 
y'all are doing a good job and to let info dude seven 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 that I'm not a chicken. <laughs> I'm just waiting for him to call in too. He dared me. I'm just calling his dare. So if you want to put me on hold and see if he wants to air his views, I'd be more than glad to debate him. Sure, that'd be great. Yeah, let's see if he's let's see if he's willing to call in. Um I, he's afraid I'm gonna bash him. How about this info dude? You call in I'll let you say your piece. I won't interrupt you. You can say what you want, then I'll report. How about that? So why don't you call in and uh, and you tell me. See, we get a couple of liberals like this. We get a couple of liberals. I'll, I'll put you on hold. Let's see if he calls in. Um, but you get a few liberals like this every show, pretty much. Sometimes they're, they have the courage to call in. Most of the time they just like to go into the show chat or whatever. Um, and just stir up trouble and whatnot. Let's see if this one has a believes in his uh, liberal conviction enough to call in and defend them. Let's see if he does. Uh, that's three four seven three zero eight eight zero seven three. If you you know if you know how to press the numbers on your phone, I, I know it might be hard for your liberal mind to process that. But, um, you know, if you could do it, if you can do it, you know, I'm sure you had enough of an education. Um, even if you're as smart as Obama, you could do it. And while we're waiting for him to call in, I, it always cracks me up how they say how, uh, you know, Obama is so smart. He's the smartest president we've ever had. He has this incredible cognitive ability to, you know, process information and uh, absorb it and, and what and what not. You know, he's just so smart. No, he's not. Why is he so smart? Because he's a smooth talker? Okay. So he has one trait that's incredibly beneficial for a politician. That doesn't make him intelligent. How does that make him smart? It doesn't. In fact, if it wasn't for affirmative action, he probably would have never even went to uh, you know, Harvard and um, where else did he go? Did he go to Chicago? I'm not sure. But that's the only reason he got into schools like that. You know, the guy's not intelligent. He's a, a lapdog for the left. You know, I used to think, I wasn't sure, but I used to think, I mean, he could still have some sort of sinister agenda. Don't get me wrong. I'm not ruling that out. But I'm more and more convinced now that he's just completely incompetent. People said Bush was a village idiot. No, no. Bush was a guy with common sense. He was an intelligent. I think he was an intelligent man. He got it. He got it. I don't know everything. He got it. Especially on the defining issue of national security and terrorism. He understood that. Now, it takes someone with some intellect to know how to keep our country safe. And as our president... He had that. And Obama doesn't have that. He doesn't have that. At all. And clearly this liberal that's flapping off here doesn't have the intelligence or the guidance to call in and, and defend his beliefs. That's the way they are. That's where most of these liberals are. You know? They try and avoid, avoid being confronted like that. 
somebody with Obama was, I could fight with him. In fact, that this was before I even knew um, what a total uh, danger he was. But you could just tell. I, I, I think he, and I told the story before, I, I don't know if you've heard it or not. He could probably smell conservative on that. But, you know, being a, in a whole auditorium full of thousands of liberal Obama supporters, I must have just exude, exuded that. Uh, maybe he could smell it, which is fine by me. Just fine by me. It's, you know, if I smell like a conservative, that's good, you know. Uh, that means I don't smell like a friggin' liberal, pot-smoking, hippie, Obama-loving liberal Democrat. So that's cool. So that's cool. So. But, um, you know, that's back when he... Wrote a, all right, I'll, I'll tell this briefly. Um, and this is when I knew he was trouble. Now, at the time, I didn't know whether or not he... At this point, I disliked Hillary more than him. And obviously, I'm not a fan of Hillary, but after that, I came to see her as the lesser of two evils, clearly. Um, so basically, I, I went to some... I went to some uh, stupid thing with the Kennedys endorsing him and whatever. I only went because it was a two-minute walk away, and I didn't have to wait at all because other people were waiting. So, um, And I'm just a collector of political... Uh, paraphernalia, stuff like that. So I just wanted this guy's autograph. You know, this is before I really... I wasn't a fan of his, but you know, I'm like, okay, I can just autograph, whatever. Um, so I'm standing there with a pen and paper. It's a dull, crappy hotel pen. And this stupid Secret Service guy. This was, oh, jeez, uh, 14 months ago or so. So, you know, he was the only one with protection at that point. So one of the Secret Service guys takes my pen, Right, takes my pen. Just walks away. So, I don't know, five, ten seconds later, he walks by. I'm like, you know, Senator, your Secret Service guy took my pen. Just let an autograph, that's all. It's like, oh, well, I'm not Sonic. Oh, Rose. Uh, apparently, he thinks that people want to sell his crap, which, you know, I've seen other things with people. Uh, he gives people a hard time about it. I mean, really, dude. Who do you think you are? But, um,. So I'm like, well, you know, everyone else signed, the Republican signed, blah, blah, blah. He says something back. Uh, and I had this on YouTube, too. But the best part and the part where I really knew, you know, it was that moment that I knew, wow, what, what a total jerk this guy is. Um, and so I say something else. So he keeps on walking. And so I'm like, you know, you're a Muslim terrorist sympathizer. Just the person that came to my mind. Turns his head, gets off, wipes that fake smile off his face, gives me this look of death like he wants to kill me. And he goes, What did you just say to me? Uh, so I repeat it. He says something else back, so of course that's the part where I lost focus to tell me it. But um so he walks away, I yell something else, but he should have seen the look this guy gave me. Not a good guy, really. He's very fake. But, um, yeah, I, whether it's some sort of sinister agenda he has or whether he's just incompetent to be our president, obviously he's unqualified, but incompetent as well. So, really, 
I, you know, whatever angle you look at it from, I think it should be clear that he's not the uh, not the kind of guy that we can rely on. It really is. Uh, but um, all right, we're gonna go to a break in a minute. Um, I think we'll run the original liberal wisdom timeout. I'm gonna play on my first show, the Al Gore one. We'll leave that until we'll discuss after the break. Um, I'll have some new segments also this coming week because we'll be having some longer shows regular schedule. So you know, let everyone your friends know about that, whatnot, to get people involved. Uh, and I was bringing that liberal before, but he's apparently right, too intelligent to share with us. His, his liberal intellectual knowledge would just overwhelm us. I, I don't think we could take it. You know, I, I wouldn't want to risk uh, you know, frying my brain with all his words of wisdom that he might have to share with us. So, you know, thank you so much for sharing, sharing me from that, sparing me from that. Uh, because I, I, you know, probably couldn't take it. It would, it would be like, you know, it would be like seeing God. No. Which is Obama to them anyway, so. What are you going to do? All right, I'm going to run the Al Gore liberal wisdom timeout. If you haven't heard it yet, hope you enjoy it. Uh, this is from my first show. Um, I know the schedule's been a little weird, so some of the people listening now probably haven't heard it. Um... And we'll have some new stuff this week, too. Maybe uh might have Charles Schumer join us on Tuesday, so you want to stay tuned for that. Um, and some other, you know. I don't want to give away all the surprises, but... Okay, I will run the Al Gore Liberal Wisdom Timeout. For those of you who don't know what the Liberal Wisdom Timeout is, uh, you know, you have to listen to me for an hour or two hours. Not, um, but, you know, we don't have to... We don't have as much time for the other support of you. So I have a prominent liberal come on here and you know, give you the other perspective. You know, enlighten you with their liberal wisdom. So, hence the name. Okay. Uh, I will be back in a few minutes. Uh, meanwhile, uh, Al Gore, why don't you take it away? All right. Thanks. Um, you know, what's, what's the number if anyone wants to call? Uh, Mark, do you happen to know? It's me, Dr. Mark. Come in. Telling you to keep listening to my good friend, AJ Bruno Show. You can call in at 347-308-8073. Now stay tuned, you big dope. Well, hello there. This is former Vice President Al Gore, and the man who should have been president back in 2000. But you don't see me whining about it now, do you? I'm here to give you a little... Friendly updates and tips on how you can fight global warming. Now you see, global warming is the greatest catastrophe, the greatest crisis that our generation has faced. We must be willing to tackle this issue. If we don't, our planet will be in peril and it will become uninhabitable. Now... What I think we need to do is to cut off all the carbon emissions that come from me after I eat exorbitant amounts of food. Now you see, since I lost this election, 
I've been eating so very much that it's just hard to keep all the carbon in. And this is driven up, driven up the temperatures by 10 degrees just from my carbon emissions. Now, this should tell you that you've got to be careful with your carbon emissions. It's most dangerous. It is the worst thing that we could possibly do. You've been told for eight years of a non-existent terrorist threat. Now it's time that we tackle the real threat, that of global climate change. Now if you'll excuse me, I've got a private plane to catch, which I will take to my 10,000 square foot mansion in Tennessee, which uses up 20 times as much energy as former President Bush's ranch. But that's okay, because I am the crusader for global warming. And don't worry about me. I may not have any friends like they say in South Park, but I'm doing just fine. I'm an Oscar winner. So I'm not whining at all about that election that was stolen from me. Now, back to this right-wing nutjob show. Thank you very much for listening to me regarding this most important issue. All right. Thank you for that, uh, Mr. Gore. That was working. Um, okay. All right. That'll lead us into next issue. We'll discuss a few more things in the show in our remaining uh, 25 minutes or so. Uh, the number is 347-308-8073 if you want to call in and participate. Okay. Uh, so I was reading this article before about the new uh, national what is it? Uh, uh, the NAOA Wow. Can we just froze that? National Aeronautics and Oceana, Oceanics Administration? Okay. Um, so this new this new uh, administrator they have there, of course, typical typical Obama administrator type thing, you know. Uh, <laughs> so that that should give you an idea of what she looks like. But anyway, um, so talking about how she's gonna, you know, moving there and she's within walking distance of her office, so that saves on. Uh, uh, you know, comes back on her admissions and uh, just a walk and whatever. And blah, blah, blah. The price is blah, blah, blah. And saying how, and to me, the defining thing, again, I mean, we've talked about this before, but uh, this is important because, like I said, this is the biggest sham ever perpetrated in the history of the world, I would say. Uh, or as the liberals would say, they'd probably be like, no, well, wouldn't that be Christianity? <laughs> okay, but just thought of something a little bit might say. But um, anyway, okay. So she is saying how uh, you know they're going to make uh, they're going to make all their decisions and policies um, based off of science. You know, of course we'll try and tackle climate change and all the effects and whatever. Oh my God! And then she wants to smack your head. 
climate change, global warming, whatever. It's about science. God, it's it's like they do this stuff just for political reasons. Maybe so. Sure, some of them are genuinely in this crap, but it's not based on science. They don't care about the science. If there was a smoking gun, 100% proof, and it was all nonsense, they wouldn't. They wouldn't care. It wouldn't change how they perceive it. It wouldn't change how they discuss it um, or form their policy. You know, like like what they're doing with NASA, which this was part of the uh, stimulus pork crop bill, basically, where they had a half billion dollars, $500 million to NASA, not for not for anything constructive, like, uh, oh, I don't know, maybe using that for the space program, which is put it in use. No, let's flush it down the toilet and spend it on global warming research. I mean, wow. We're not talking about a waste of money. All the things they're going to do with that, with that. Instead, they spend it on a false science, something that's based on lies. That's, that's, that's quite quite a travesty, I think. Um, but, you know, like I said, you can't reason with people who don't base any of their decisions on reason. And that's basically what describes them, what describes all their actions. Just based on this political liberal ideology. That's all it is. It's sad, too. It really is sad. But what are you going to know? All right, 347 308 8073. Remember? Uh, all right, let's talk about this. And this is, this would be laughable if it wasn't so serious. Um, well, I'm sure the Iranians have a good laugh out of this. Well, this whole thing that our great and glorious president sent to him, um, this video where he's like reading Iranian poetry and all this other nonsense and, you know, all lovey-dovey trying to improve our relations with them and whatnot. I mean, wow. Which so weakness. Is this, is this not, is this not the 1930s all over again? This is not Chamberlain-esque? Appeasing our enemies? In fact, he's going to get to work because he has, uh, what, less than 10 months now to meet with uh, Ahmadinejad, Chavez, Castro, uh, Kim Jong-un, all these people in person. Huh? Hey, why don't you throw in a solid in water for good measure? So you've got to schedule these meetings soon. You did say you meet with them the first year of your presidency. So you don't want to get all that. Time's taken away. Uh, but, uh, I mean, 
the fact that he would that he would do this. I mean, you know, you can't ex- you can't expect any semblance of uh, reason, like I said, out of this guy. They just go by their ideology. It's all it's about for them. It's left wing ideology. <laughs> and they try and say it's not appeasement when it is. We can't take terrorists now. That's, that's the new thing. Uh, when when Janet Janet no no what's her name Janet Napolitano yeah you know uh, she says it's a that acts of terrorism are man caused disasters like really so if someone straps a bomb to themselves and blows themselves up in some public square it's a man caused disaster so it's basically like a I don't know, a hurricane or tornado or a volcano eruption. Only it's caused by man. What? It's this kind of attitude. It's this kind of mindset. It's this kind of mindset. That leaves us vulnerable to our own list. Do they not realize that? That we can't even say war on terror now. It's politically incorrect. It's scary. You know, we like to think that history doesn't always repeat itself. But it's repeating itself right now. You know, does anybody feel safe in this country? You know, I feel like getting a passport and either go hiding out on New Zealand for a few years. Furthest away I can get from this guy, because God only knows the kind of hell that's in for this country in the next few years. With this kind of attitude. With this kind of perspective on our foreign policy, on how we defend ourselves. It is very, very terrifying, folks. Uh... Oh, I saw something in Australia. Uh, no, Australia is not cool anymore because they voted out the Liberal Party there, which is a conservative party, but yeah. Uh, then they have this guy, Kevin Rudd, who's some stupid labor, labor I guess they call it, uh, leftist who, you know. There's actually a video of this guy taking his year and then eating it. And that's the guy that elects their prime minister, they elect his party. Uh, but I don't know, the New Zealand elected some conservative party recently, which even, you know, conservatism there isn't what it is here, but well, far better than it is right now in the, in the United States. But um, it's you know, I, I I don't know. I don't know. You know, I saw I saw quotes. I saw a quote the other day. Um, by Frederick II, who was a Holy Roman Emperor, uh, 
believe it was around the 12th century. Early 13th century, maybe. Anyway, so he says, he who defends everything defends nothing. Now, what is that? Whatever context I was in, no, maybe there's multiple contexts. It makes sense. You know, we have to fight the most important battles, and if we win those battles, then more will follow. But I think oftentimes we defend ground or defend things that um, or defend things. that while we may be right, we should focus the discussion elsewhere. You know, like a lot of people say the Republican Party or the conservative movement lost its way. Um, but they mostly focus on our fiscal issues. And while those may be obviously important, I'm missing a larger picture, too. Because the picture that we're missing is the fact that there's other things that have, have to be focused on, too. And these things have to come first. Yeah. To me, what it boils down to, you know, I've said this before, Life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. We have to preserve those three. But, but, doesn't it come in that quarter, too? Because if we're fighting for life, well, we have to do more to put an end to abortion. We have to put an end Some of the rapid crime that affects this country. And let's connect like any liberty. Well, if we're going to do that, then we have to make sure that the world is a free place, that people aren't oppressed, that these brutal dictatorships that hold the world hostage, that oppress their people, are not tolerated. Many get the pursuit of happiness. And then you get the fact that. A man has to be able to chart his own destiny. But how do you do that? How do you do that if you don't have the other two? If you don't have the other two. Because without those two, without those three, there's nothing to defend. And so we have to stand up for defending this country. We have to stand up for guaranteeing those rights for every person. Everyone. And if we don't, well, it really doesn't much matter anyway, does it? Because there won't be an America left. There won't be a free and civilized world left. If the day we stop defending these principles, then it sounds like that America will be lost. That what it stands for be lost. You know, like, dude, like these, these radicals say over and over again. They say 
Let me know if you want to chime in. Three four seven three zero eight eight zero seven three. Um, you know, but they say that America has to change. That we're behind. Now the world is so. Uh, the world is so enlightened and advanced. But if enlightened and modern and advanced and whatever, if that means if that means socialism, if that means secularism and disrespect for for why we're here. If that means appeasement and getting into our enemies, leaving ourselves vulnerable. Is that really the kind of modernization we want? Is that really the kind of joining the international community that we want? I think not. I think not. But if we do that, if we don't start standing up for things, if we don't start doing them the right way, in our own terms, not on the left's terms, not on not on the ground they want us to. If we don't stop start doing that, it might be too late. You know? And then let's use them Um look at the British Empire. Which thrived for one year and William. And why is that his downfall? Well, look at the people that inhabited the country a century ago. Look at it now. Dramatic difference. Same in the United States. Same, but not, not to the extent. But it'll get there. It'll get there if we don't stop it. People might not think this is... And people go about their daily lives not realizing this. No. I mean, it's such a mob mentality. And most people fall into this mob. They just do whatever, don't really think, you know, what's going on? Where are we going? Is this the right course? Do we need to change? Do we need to... Not, not, not Obama change. Do we need food change? Do we need to get ourselves back... Set ourselves back on the right path? Stick to the principles of our Constitution. To stick to the values, the ideals, the practices that have made this country so great, that have made it so unique, that have gave it a special that have given it a special place in the world, not rivaled by anyone now, and maybe not rivaled by anyone in history. But we're going to lose it if we don't do something. But maybe if we start doing things right now, we can survive the next few years. And then we can get ourselves back on straight, on that course, on those goals. Maybe we can have some responsible leadership and people who are actually going to bring the kind of real change that we need. Not change that leaves us weak. Not change that disrespects uh, certain people, um, certain rights that we're all entitled to, our natural rights which, by the way, don't include um, the right to preference based on race or the right to kill another human being at any stage or 
uh, the right to an unnatural union sanctioned by the government and whatnot. The rights that we're all naturally entitled to, which are not being respected now. I mean, so you walk down the street of a major city, you know, New York, D.C., L.A., Chicago, whatever, what have you, you feel safe now than you did a few months ago. America's not as vigilant as we once were. And let me, let me touch on this, too, uh, in the remaining time that we have on the program. Now, apparently, uh, with this whole Gitmo thing, you know, when they close it down and bring them all over here, some of them, which they don't have enough evidence to, uh, to convict, they're not going to ship them off to some foreign country, there, some doctor-taken country they're from. They don't want them. They might actually let some of these loose in the United States. That's great. So we're, we're letting terrorists go within our own borders. That's not going to cause any problems at all. I'm sure there won't be terrorist attacks that result from that. I mean, wow. We're concerned about the rights of these scum, you know. Not even the call animals. That's an insult to animals. These are evildoers. They are. These are evil, evil people. Want to do us harm. There's really no other way to say it. It's the truth. Try and sugarcoat it all you want. Now we're going to let them loose to do God knows what kind of damage, God knows what kind of uh, casualties they'll inflict in our country. The pure and sheer irresponsibility of this. I mean, you know what? Presidents. Barack Hussein Obama, your first responsibility is to defend this country and its citizens and the Constitution. That applies to American citizens, not to them, not to the terrorists. And so what you're doing is going way out of bounds. And you're going to leave this country vulnerable. Maybe you don't care sitting on your high horse in your fortress in Washington, D.C. Maybe you care more about your politics, about your radical ideology, about your left wing associations. You know what? When election day comes, and no matter what you put this country through, it'll come. Maybe then some of these people will realize what fools they were in supporting you. Maybe then. And one day, Regardless of what God you believe in, which is debatable, you're going to face judgment for your actions. For your actions, which will lead to the death of other human beings, which will lead to nothing positive, only evil. Whether that's your intention, whether that's what you set out to do or not. 
at the worst, these are evil things you're doing. At the least, they are irresponsible and misinformed. Either way, either way, this cannot be allowed. For everyone's sake, it can't be allowed. Something's got to be done about it. I don't know what it is, but something's got to be done. No. And I'm not, some will try and say that I'm hinting at something drastic, which I'm not. Because they're always bad. Like they say, with, you know, get rid of Geithner. Well, okay. Yeah, Geithner's corrupt. He's not a good guy. But we'll replace him with someone just as bad or worse. Same thing with anyone in the Obama administration. There's only you know, a few legit ways to do something about it. So, not and you know, beat them at their own game. Show what phonies they are. Show how irresponsible and confident they are. Okay. Uh, anyway, coming up in the last couple minutes of the program here. Uh, thank you for listening. Those who have. Um, no, it's been confusing. First, I was on Sundays, did a two-hour show a few times. But I moved it to Wednesday, Sunday an hour um, a day. But I had to cancel last Wednesday, if you didn't listen before. Uh, had some vocal issues. Anyway, I'll be on starting Tuesday, 10 to 12 uh, p.m. Eastern at night. So tell your friends, tune in. Hope it works out. Be back again next Sunday, five to seven. And so, you know, either time, tune in. Let me know what you think. Be sure to call in. You can always reach me on my uh, blog talk radio page. Reach me at lordajay.com. L O R D A J A Y at um, or join the Facebook group. It's growing. Uh, all you got to do is search for the AJ Bruno show on there. Um, that's AJAY, by the way, not AJ. Uh, I know that can get confusing too. So, um, yeah, join in. Get involved. Thanks for listening, everybody. Got like a minute and change left here, so I'll use it to. Look, it is scary. It is scary and unsettling what's going on in this country now. What's going on in the world right now? But we can't uh, we can't be disconcerted about it. You know, we can't just admit the seat. We got to stand up and fight. Whatever way we can. Because I'll be damned. I'm going to sit by and let this country be destroyed. I've let the, you know, let the principles that have made it so great. And that once made a large portion of the world so great. You know, the free world. And the free world is getting close to being endangered. Being endangered in extinction. you got to stand up to fight. To fight for it. All right. Anyway, uh... Join us Tuesday at 10 and 12. 
I'll be on weekdays from now on, and we'll be on Sunday, 5 to 7. All right, I'm out of here, and I'll see you guys later. Have a great one.